0: What did we just watch, Amy?
1: We just watched the Disney film The Three Musketeers from nineteen ninety three. Thirty ish years ago. Thirty
0: ish years ago. It was a long time ago.
1: It was a long time ago.
0: I remember this movie coming out, but I don't know if I saw it or not.
1: I saw it. I think I was uh I would have been eight years old mm-hmm. in ninety three. I do remember. Like the parts of it were definitely familiar.
0: So I, I remember I like it. one thing that could have easily been in a trailer mm-hmm. um which was Porthos's like three bladed dagger he pulls out yeah. for exactly one moment. Yeah,
1: that seems like a thing that could have been in the trailer.
0: That would that like stuck in my brain. I I recall that nifty gadget because the movie almost kind of wanted to to pretend that they had like themes, like nifty gadgets and stuff, but never committed to any of that.
1: No, I gotta say, my eight year old self definitely enjoyed this film more than my now old self.
0: <laughs> there were enjoyable parts.
1: Yes, there were enjoyable parts. Tim definitely. Curry. Yes, although he knows what he, he's doing, he could have tin curryed it up.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm. yeah, this was not peak Tim Curry, but.
1: No, it's still enjoyable, and uh, it has an all-star cast. I do feel like they felt like they have an all-star cast. that are and then they plopped it into the film, assuming that that was gonna yeah work automatically, yeah. <laughs> and, and forgot to like <laughs> you know do the other filmic stuff, the story,
0: like, write anything. And, um...
1: 'Cause I, I was just looking at the cast list, because I have no idea which one was Porthos Athos. And Oliver Platt Armas. I mean I'm looking at it and I can recognize it by the actors that played but they were, there was to me no differentiation. <laughs> no. There was there was the Kiefer Sutherland
0: Muckers. and Charlie, Charlie Sheen, Sheen and, and Oliver Platt yeah. and that's who they were. Yeah. That's that's there was like like I I could only see Kiefer Sutherland as, like, Jack Bauer as a three-musketeer <laughs> while watching this. Well, he
1: was the, like, most serious of yes. musketeers. <laughs> so.
0: Yes, he was. And then
1: Charlie Sheen and Oliver Platt were more silly. They were sillier, but...
0: In different ways?
1: I I couldn't really tell the difference. Oliver Platt had the little scissor... Had the little the
0: scissor dagger thing. tri dagger. Which was used exactly once. <laughs> to cut... To cut somebody else's sword and then never again. Uh, Yeah, it's a goofy movie.
1: Yeah, it's a goofy (laughs) movie. Uh, I think we were interested in it because we read this adaptation of The Three Wesketeers in our Friday night play reading Mm -hmm. the other night. Um, And this is an adaptation by Ken Ludwig Mm -hmm. that was a good. Good play. Yeah. Good
0: play. Solid play. I dug
1: adaptation. it. And so that made us think About of this, this version yeah. from childhood. And so we watched it.
0: And it was not as good as the play. It was not <laughs> as good as the adaptation
1: was, as the play.
0: What, so trying to be positive, one thing I really appreciated was the visual aesthetic of the movie. Mm-hmm. Not because it was great, but there's a certain look that like 90s adventure movies all have. Mm-hmm. They all pulled from the exact same costume and set design shop, and I find it comforting. <laughs>
1: So that's exactly what I was thinking while I was watching
0: it. That's
1: exactly. There's, there, I have some nostalgia for the this 90s action slash
0: like historical adventure. it's, really
1: com- it's, it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's what
0: that's what these these movies are,
1: and and it's very. Maybe not low budget, but it's not today. If it was done, it'd be CGI, mm-hmm. much more intense fight choreography, mm-hmm. and um, it would it would look more expensive. I mean, there was more a more
0: recent adaptation of the Three Musketeers. I just saw
1: that on the internet, and I don't I have no that. memory of it. Yeah, no, no, nothing. Would
0: not did not know it came out. Of yeah. course, um, it, it was like 2011, so it's now yeah. 10 years old.
1: Yeah. no No idea no memory
0: i remember this one vaguely um like i i'm bad with celebrities anyway so like i wouldn't have known who charlie sheen or Kiefer sutherland or chris o'donnell were like i know who they are now after seeing them in lots of things over and over again and then oliver platt who's one of those like oh it's that guy Mm -hmm. you see him in all sorts of things which is a weird like imbalance of stardom's um, because I don't think Oliver Platt was ever on the same level yeah, as, as Charlie, Sheen Charlie Sheen or Keifer Sutherland O'Neill. or Chris O'Donnell, um, which is not a bad thing. Like I think he, I think he did the most with his role compared to the his two co stars who did nothing with their roles.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the light chuckles came at the Oliver at him. Platt. Yeah, character. it was Porthos. Porthos. Porthos.
0: And that's where the Keifer Sutherland was Athos. Of, Athos. And Charlie Sheen was Aramis. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, we established that already.
0: Yeah. Did (laughs) we say who they were, though, or did we just say they were them? Because it was (laughs) Kiefer Sutherland, it was Kiefer Sutherland.
1: Well, yeah, this 90s. It's, I mean, it's a PG film, so it's not dark, grim, (laughs) gritty. A
0: lot of death, though
1: yeah a lot
0: of people die in this movie and
1: they're just like bodies lying around like when they fight
0: yeah you know, the
1: the guys in red the cardinals i don't know what they're called the they're red guys they don't have a cool name like musketeer The musketeers have blue yeah and they work for the king
0: that's how you can tell them apart
1: and the cardinals guys <laughs> have red they don't have a cool name and they work for the Cardinal. And they box.
0: wear red, so you can tell who and they are. their
1: bodies are just, like, everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: I, they, like, I'm not going to make an argument for, like, historical accuracy. But tonally, it's very weird to have this sort of, like, light adventure thing. But then also just, like, straight up murdering people all over the place. Because, um, like, early on, you get the first scene with uh, Chris O'Donnell as D'Artagnan. You have the... The car chase, but on horses, mm-hmm. which was fun. It was, it was fun. goofy fun, but it was just this side of cartoonishly violent in a lot of ways, um, in that he's using, like, props and things well, and knocking them over. I also over. didn't get the
1: sense that it was a to-the-death duel. Like, it could have been. Well, so not
0: the duel, but, like, the... Well, no, the, but yeah.
1: he's, he's, he seems to be dueling a young another young village man yes. who's... He's besmirched the honor of his sister. Yeah, D'Artagnan has
0: besmirched has, some honor.
1: It's some honor, allegedly. Um, uh, I mean, I would believe it. He's kind of a um, <laughs> he's a troublemaker. Yeah, that's to put yeah, it mildly. He, is. he he makes some trouble, and and so the brother of the sister is fighting D'Artagnan. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get the sense that they were sophisticated enough to be. Like, fighting to the death. Yeah. They were more just having a tussle.
0: Yeah. Although, weirdly, he shows up throughout the entire movie.
1: Yeah, he keeps coming back to get D'Artagnan.
0: Okay, but, like, do something with that? Other than just have him show up and go, D'Artagnan, I will fight you! Like, that really feels like plot glue like hey we need a reason to get characters from a to b hey we'll bring this guy back and some
1: more conflict as yeah. if we didn't have enough conflict between the cardinals men and the musketeers. the musketeers
0: we had plenty of conflict between them i don't think you needed him although that guy was played by paul mcgann the eighth doctor of the doctor who universe Oh, interesting
1: he must have been a young doctor he didn't look well he
0: was not even the young he was not even the doctor by this point he was he Uh, was doctor who in
1: 1996 okay i didn't is was that for like a tv movie it was a
0: tv movie co-produced by fox and the bbc that had exactly one event made um but it was the last doctor until chris eccleston in the early 2000s so there was a sort of period of like there's a gap of about ten years with mm-hmm. no doctors, mm-hmm. um, and so he was the last doctor, and he's done a ton of audio dramas with Big Finish as, as the, the Eighth Doctor, um, and he came back in the fiftieth anniversary thing. We when saw him doctors, when all the doctors came back. All he the came back. doctors came together, um, and he's he's a canon doctor. Like they, we even see him regenerate into the quote unquote War Doctor. Um thus throwing off all the numbers, <laughs> uh but that's a rabbit hole about a relatively minor character in the course of this movie,
1: who has no characterization and no motivation except he wants to get d'Artagnan, yeah. for some revenge uh, wrong that has been yeah that has been done um, I mean it's also in the vein of like Princess Bride, of course, Princess Bride does.
0: Princess Bride is a masterpiece. It's a
1: masterpiece. It does it a million times better. Uh, it makes me think. There was a pirate movie with Gina Davis.
0: Yes, I was thinking of the um, pirate movie with Gina Davis,
1: and it was called a th- like Cutthroat Island. I yeah, think Yeah, something like that. Yes, made me think of I that. was reminded
0: of that the whole time. Because part of
1: me, <laughs> while I was watching, I was like, "Well, you know, part of the Musketeer." I mean, clearly, this is a popular story that's adapted again and again yeah. for film, plays, um, and so watching it here, especially with all the horsework, is making me think of American West and like mm-hmm. the stories of the lone cowboys with the code of honor. Mm-hmm. and The Three Musketeers are kind of the lone cowboys because they're the last
0: of the musketeers. Of the musketeers,
1: at least in this film, yeah, um, and they have a you know clear. Code of Conduct mm-hmm. that they, they stick to. Um, and then and then I wondered if that was part of the appeal of, of the Musketeers. I was thinking that. But then they're all also doing all of this, like, um, fly work. Like, going up and down mm-hmm. on ropes and things and buildings and yeah. ships. And that makes me think of pirate films. It mm-hmm. uh, made me think of The Goonies, too. Yeah. And during, which... Uh, you say that, but you have never seen the Goonies. I have too. Oh, we made you watch it. You made watch me watch it. it.
0: I, made you watch I it. did not enjoy it as much as everyone wanted me to. Well,
1: that's the problem with films that you have such nostalgia and yes. like for you pack it, pack. You make uh-huh. it seem uh-huh. like the greatest thing ever, and then you show it to someone who's like, "It's it for the first time," and they're like, "Yeah, that's a thing." Yeah, that's fine.
0: Well, and and the Goonies was definitely getting super off topic uh like in line with those adventure stories like that's what it was pulling from was those ideas of you know pirates and musketeers and cowboys
1: all those trying to think of some uh, other 90s films i mean goonies and princess brighter 80s but um that that, little that moment felt a time. part of this yeah oh, it also made me think of like muppet treasure island yeah. which i think was also a disney it was where muppets were owned by disney. it
0: was so it was, it, was it
1: was tim curry yeah Tim curry. Bad guy that <laughs> one too so that was yeah a little connection it helps
0: uh yeah tim curry was was good in this movie he could have been better um but he was he he was carrying a lot of the movie,
1: well, I mean, who doesn't love Tim Curry as a villain? He does right. that.
0: He owns it. It's perfect.
1: I'm just enjoying, even at it was kind of like a mediocre. It was definitely a mediocre film.
0: Yeah, <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> mediocre story. Like sure. the stakes were real unclear. Even when they explain them to you, they're like, "Oh no, we're going to have this secret treaty signed by the King of England or the, no, he's Bu- the Duke, Duke of, of Buckingham." Buckingham. I don't know what that means. Um I don't have the appropriate historical context, but like the as far as a, a like political conflict it was very loosey goosey and then by the end of the film it's just Tim Curry's going to kill the king. That's that
1: So he can become So a... he can
0: become king because that's how kings work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you
0: kill the king you get to become the king, right?
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> no but we don't worry about these don't think about it
0: too hard Uh, yeah yeah uh, i like the horse chase at the beginning i thought that was fun i i am nostalgic for this moment in 90s film yeah even though
1: i think if i wasn't a child of the 90s then i would
0: be less (laughs) interested in this film
1: (laughs) i'm already watching it with like Less interest, yeah. It's, it's very mediocre, but I can tap back into that nostalgia, yeah, of, of my childhood.
0: I um, said so there's some serious hair in this. Chris O'Donnell's hair was intense. Um, it was a very like I don't know if it was a 90s hairdo, I don't know, if it, I don't know what it was doing, but there was a lot of it.
1: Well, I think that they, they were supposed to have longer hair was the den- general aesthetic of oh, the men fair. during yeah. this period. I don't know. If that's
0: what historical evidence there is of that, <laughs> yeah,
1: um, there's definitely wigs like during that time period sure. for the aristocrats. Wigs were,
0: yeah,
1: a thing. Um, but yeah, he just had poofy.
0: He had poofy round hair. <laughs>
1: poofy round hair,
0: like almost curly into ringlets, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, oh, oh, good.
1: Did you recognize Queen Anne?
0: Miami. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, I did.
1: That terrible I wrote, Irish accent. I wrote in
0: my notes, Miami. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, Queen Anne was played by Gabriel Anwar, who yes. was Fiona in Burn Notice. Yes. And during the first season of first Burn episode the First only. episode only. They cut it after that. She had this terrible Irish accent.
0: Well, she, she was playing a member of the IRA. Yeah. No,
1: I get it. <laughs> But they
0: this, is, this is a bad accent. This is a bad accent. We can't do this.
1: Pretend that you have an American accent to blend in yeah. in the U.S. <laughs>
0: uh, but I, they left her saying Miami in a terrible accent in the opening credits of Burn Notice.
1: I am impressed that you.
0: I, it took me a minute. It took me a good minute because I was staring at her going like, I know I recognize her. Uh, my first thought was Sabine Shaw from Person of Interest. Mm. I was like, I don't think that's her. I don't think, like, she could just be acting really different, so I, I had to stare at her for a while. Oh. But I did get it. You did get you cheat?
1: It. Did you look it up? I did not.
0: I guessed it right from the beginning. I mean, when I, from my, when I, figured it out not from the beginning but yes i did not yeah. cheat
1: some interesting headcanon too in the casting um so chris O'Donnell plays d'artagnan mm-hmm. he goes on to be in scent of a woman i don't know what the the,
0: the timeline
1: <laughs> another 90s film yeah gabriel anwar was the tango dancer in scent of a woman the very famous oh, really? tango dance yeah. scene i've not
0: seen scent of a woman it's a good film. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, a good, a good actor.
1: It's a good film. It's a
0: well-known film.
1: I think that's Chris O'Donnell. Now you have me. I think <laughs> that's Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah, Philip I'm take Seymour Hoffman is in it. Really? As a, as a young baby. Baby Philip Hoffman. Seymour, Hoffman.
0: He's good. I feel like I should have recognized Rebecca De Mornay, but I didn't.
1: That's one of those names I recognized, yeah. but I didn't
0: really. I was watching her, and I'm like, I don't know. But she, she didn't had, really pop. No, she, have, had, have, she was doing nothing she in had, this no, movie.
1: This is not... This woman does not, I mean, this film does not treat women well. (laughs) They are all objects and manipulated by men and have no agency. Yeah. That's a little annoying.
0: Which is, again, disappointing considering who these characters are and that they could. Yeah. Like, uh, comparing to the Ken Ludwig play, which I think treated its relatively small number of women characters fairly well. Mm -hmm. In that it depicted them as people.
1: Well, you have, Milady is kind of a cool character. Yeah. She's...
0: I mean, she's a femme fatale, before, a femme fatale. That, before that was a word necessarily. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and you know could have some agency. Mm-hmm. She is certainly manipulated by the cardinal, mm-hmm. but but could have some some agency and be an interesting, interesting character. <laughs> she was
0: not interesting in this at all. No. Was no. she also like this? Is how bland the women were in this movie. Was she also? kiefer sutherland's wife yes okay from like that was treated like a big reveal and i was really struggling to put all the pieces together <laughs> like is this a different character is this the same character that's that's how bland, bland
1: and and not caring very much for the characters There's yeah no and that's true of,
0: of kiefer sutherland as well as investment. as here yeah and he told the big like monologue story about his secret backstory mm-hmm. and I found it boring. <laughs> I'm not saying Kiefer Sutherland can't do dramatic monologues. He just didn't in this movie.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know how much it was. The actors kind of phoning it in. And yeah. like I said, how much is Disney was like, we have this all-star cast.
0: That's all we need. <laughs>
1: it's money right there. Yeah. We don't have to do anything you else. Famous
0: people bring them in. <laughs> uh, I wish they had done even a little bit of work on the script, because uh, I think well, I know this deviates pretty strongly from the story of the novel
1: i yeah, i don't know
0: I know that because I read it on the wikipedia page okay. um, it 's loosely adapted, um, which is fine, like you don 't have to be you know slavish to source material, you know adapt freely and as much as you need to for. Yeah. What you're doing, but none of it was like felt motivated in terms of changes or what they were trying to do with the story at all.
1: Well, I I noticed that there were changes from the Ken Ludwig play, but I don't know how much that was.
0: I don't know how much Ken Ludwig was changing for his play. Was
1: changing things. Really, they could have put this Disney could have made this play adapted by Ken Ludwig.
0: That would have been great. (laughs) i would have watched it maybe a different cast whereas, but
1: of course the 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 play is about the the main conflict that the cardinal is got his fingers in is an affair between queen anne and the duke of buckingham mm-hmm. whereas here he's the cardinal is Been absolutely a, trying to become king himself yeah
0: just want to become king like that lion in that movie
1: yeah but he had a birthright to be king oh
0: That was a thought I had um, that was interesting to watch was this movie is very pro-monarchy, which is not bad or unexpected. But I was reading the Wikipedia page for the novel The Three Musketeers, which had a much more complicated relationship to the monarchy and to royalty.
1: Yeah, we can't do that in a Disney film
0: we could
1: i don't think i don't think that's allowed Look, it's hamilton kind of,
0: is a disney film now so I mean, <laughs> okay but it didn't start no it didn't start as a disney film um but i i mean that's that's just an example of the sort of like streamlining of of story regardless of nuance mm-hmm. um you know that there was just yeah king good yeah, I mean, he's kind of portrayed as, like, a dumb teenager in the movie, mm-hmm. which, okay. But you st- the movie still wanted you to be on his side. Yeah,
1: because bad.
0: Richelieu very bad. He wears red. The good guys wear blue.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, what, <laughs> that's what I learned.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, any other things that you wrote down?
0: Um, I wrote on the cast list. Expo- uh, exposition sword fight at the beginning. Uh, more explosions than I expected. There were also
1: like eighties, <laughs> nineties explosions, or just a little bit of spark yeah. Yeah. and a lot Oof. of smoke.
0: Yeah. Well, they set the, they set the uh, carriage on fire and then ran it into a truck full of gunpowder. Yeah. Cause don't ask why. It, it's not important right now. Uh, watching Tim Curry hold an angry pigeon was absolutely hilarious.
1: That was a funny scene. It was like <laughs> everyone will know to uh, kill these musketeers because of our beloved birds.
0: <laughs> and he's holding this pigeon homing, the homing He's holding this pigeon that looks just so mad that he's being held. Like it's heads jerking wildly. He's like let go of me Tim Curry.
1: Like, there's nothing um sinister about pigeons no but it was treated <laughs> as a very like sinister moment that this the is pigeons how we will, were we will out. yeah
0: that was very goofy and fun not intentionally i don't think uh we had a few unfortunate stereotypes i don't remember what they were of i just wrote unfortunate stereotypes i mean
1: there was a an asian fighter that's that was what doing that's a the one
0: of, that's the one um yeah
1: stereotypical asian
0: yeah nondescript
1: um, nondescript martial arts yeah
0: uh Uh, I guess we need some explosions. Oh, this was a question I had. And this is more of a physics question than it is a question about the movie. Um, Are four horses yoked together faster than an individual horse running by itself on average?
1: That's an interesting question.
0: And I don't know. Like, I know they share the load. And obviously, in this case, they were pulling a carriage. And so that is going to reduce their overall speed. But like my gut says one horse. One horse would be faster than four horses pulling a carriage. But well, I don't know Four
1: horses can only go as fast as its slowest horse. Yeah.
0: But there's clearly a benefit of, of putting four horses together, which is the strength versus a speed mm-hmm. sort of thing. This movie doesn't address this question at all. It just has four horses pulling a chariot going at roughly the same speed as four individual horses.
1: You can tell our level of interest in the film by how off-topic we get.
0: (laughs) This is on-topic. This is in the movie. There's a chase scene. Four horses in a carriage and four guys on individual horses. Okay.
1: It's on-topic, Felicity.
0: on-topic. And... They're roughly matched in speed, which... Like, I'm again thinking, like, okay, they're pulling a carriage. Like, those four horses are going to be slower overall than an individual horse just carrying a single rider. But that is not shown to be true. They never catch up to the carriage until the carriage stops and they set it on fire, but whatever. And so I was asking the question while watching this movie and engaged with it on an intellectual level of if that was realistic or not, or if they would catch up to the horse. Because I think about, like, other carriage horse movies where there's a carriage being pulled by horses and bandits show up and obviously they've got guns, but like the carriage is not going to be able to outrun those horses or else that would be the desired outcome most of the time.
1: Um, That's what I thought. That was clearly on point. (laughs) You were paying a lot of attention to the story while you were also, while this was going on,
0: they were digging through the cardinal's stuff and pulling out his bottles of wine and piles of gold inside the carriage for a picnic.
1: And they just tossed that gold out. Now, I'm glad they gave it to the peasants,
0: the <laughs> cardinal's
1: gold, because yeah. I'm sure he got it not um, fairly. Yeah,
0: by leveraging um, the power of the he, church. Being
1: very greedy. But I did feel like they should take out handfuls of the gold and throw it out so that it was more evenly distributed. <laughs> Rather than just
0: a single dump by the side people. of the thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Their, their wealth distribution network could use some improvement.
1: They, they didn't think.
0: So you were also clearly engaged during this scene. <laughs> yes.
1: I kept thinking about how much damage that during each of those chase scenes they were doing in the villages. Yes! <laughs> like, a, these are just hard working folks trying to scrape by. Here they she's chasing with the horses, mm-hmm. they're knocking things over, making a mess. Stuff. That guy's
0: barrels, that cart full of barrels yeah, just fell apart.
1: Yeah.
0: Felt so bad for that guy.
1: Also, what I was thinking of <laughs> during these chases.
0: So uh solid action choreography overall. Uh huh. Sword fights nothing home nothing to write home about. They were just generic sword fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, big, the other big thing is lots of people died, which I really didn't expect. Like so clearly that they would be like lots of like minor characters died, but also like major characters just like get murdered.
1: What major characters got murdered? Uh, Ipatch. Oh Rochefort.
0: They were gonna murder Milady, but then she killed herself.
1: Yeah, yeah. She, she was basically
0: yeah. She was murdered. captured. Yeah. She was
1: executed. That's yeah, the word. That's executed. The word
0: um just so just lots of people just getting like stabbed to death and things there was no
1: blood though
0: no it was very bloodless yeah occasionally kiefer sutherland had like a scrape on his arm
1: i always wonder about those swords and their fencing Mm -hmm. i mean i assume that they were used in france during that that period i certainly hope so they just look so flimsy and pointy
0: It's not a sturdy sword at all. You need a big, heavy sword. Well, he's
1: in, at one point, someone, I don't remember which musketeer, because they were all the same, Uh was in the dungeon, and he was the big, big, bald jailer guy. Yeah, big, bald
0: jailer guy. Big,
1: bald jailer guy had a broadsword. Yes. And they were fighting with the pointy sword and the broadsword, and I
0: Yeah. Well, I know in the play, The Three Musketeers, and I think it's in the novel as well, D'Artagnan gets his sword broken very early on.
1: Yes, this is why I was confused when the shears came out, Oliver Platt's yeah. shears, because I thought that that happened to D'Artagnan's sword <laughs> that was cut, but, yes.
0: not, but not in the in film. Not in this one, no. Not in the film. I do think like having a pair of sword shears would be very useful if everyone's coming at you with very skinny swords.
1: Yeah, yeah. Much more so than if everybody has broadswords.
0: Yeah. Like a broadsword, you're probably not going to snap in half very quickly. And but
1: why does your shears need three blades? I mean,
0: because it looks cool. Shears
1: (laughs) work by two ways, because you could do two swords at once. That's it.
0: (laughs) One on either side. It's perfect. It's I honestly like my gut reaction says this was the same period as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and size were real cool. The three pronged Mm -hmm. fork thing that Raphael uses, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what it reminded me of. And that the memory I have. Of this movie, of that scene, is more like that's cool. It's like a sigh than like it being anything related to the actual movie. Like that's that's what I remembered. So I think that's why they wanted to have three because it looked cool, like a sigh <laughs> from the Ninja Turtles. This felt like the Ninja Turtles in a lot of ways. Well,
1: there's four of them. There's four
0: of them. They all have distinct personalities that you can easily tell apart as long as they're not wearing their masks. <laughs> or that if they are wearing masks, yeah. Helpful if they, they were color coded masks. If they
1: were color coded, yeah. yeah. They were yeah. all blue. They were.
0: Charlie Sheen played a sexy guy. He liked Jesus and sex.
1: Yeah, I guess that that's oh, a. You got the yeah. serious one, the sexy one, and the silly one. Yeah,
0: that's, I figured it out. That's the classic out. Three Musketeers. Yes and d'artagnan. Yeah. The main character one. I don't know that I have anything beyond that. Oh, we should talk about um, the theme song that played oh over the credits. God. Another Sing very a very <laughs> 90s end credits theme song. I
1: also felt like they started with that theme song and then
0: worked backwards built
1: an entire score around <laughs> it. And it's really just the chorus. Yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We we have a disagreement on what the lyrics are. Whether it's all for one and one for love or all for one and all for love. The name
0: of the song is All for Love.
1: All for Love. And it's... You know what? I couldn't remember if this song was by Sting or Rod Stewart. And it turns out it was by all of them. It was by yeah. Brian Adams, Adams, Rod, Rod Stewart, Stewart and, and Sting.
0: The Three Musketeers of Music. <laughs> uh it reached number one on the billboard hot 100 in january 22 1994
1: that was a hot song i remember like i do not remember that popular song
0: sold 1.2 million copies domestically and got platinum certification This
1: also back in the day where a movie's theme song could actually get traction on the charts yes whereas today i feel like it's such an afterthought it's to get an oscar yeah but nobody's really ever heard the song yeah
0: you don't hear uh, beautiful ghosts charting from the major motion picture cats as no. sung by taylor swift no you don't maybe we should
1: i don't think so don't
0: not think it's so. not the best song in cats that's for sure
1: yeah, yeah that's <laughs> true <laughs> that's saying a lot <laughs>
0: Uh, number one for five weeks that's and yeah
1: that's mostly what i think of what i associate with this film with is that song
0: (laughs) one for all and all for love Mm -hmm. what does it mean don't ask that question we're just here to sing Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that's that's about what i took away from it as well is that that was the song you want to talk about our Patreon?
1: All right. Felicity, do you want to tell them about our Patreon? No. She
0: She never wants to talk on Q. She doesn't
1: want to talk on Q. Um, yeah, we have a Patreon. It's Patreon.com slash five degrees. You can pay on a per episode basis. You can put a monthly cap on it. So if we do forty episodes one month and you're like, no, I wanted to pay for two, mm-hmm. um, then you could
0: you could do that. Do
1: that. There are two perks. one perk is you get the list of movies that we did not watch because Kevin normally gives me a list of five and we choose one mm-hmm. I choose one that's the I choose five he chooses five, I choose one yes and and I double check with him <laughs> and triple check and quadruple check that he's okay with the choice <laughs> that I made because I have brain problems yeah. um and the other perk
0: the other perk
1: is our super unedited, where you get the beginning and end of the recording in which we talk to our cat. Um, Yep, that's it. Yeah, you get like
0: a minute and a half of bonus audio on either end of the the podcast. If you want that, you can get it. If you don't want it, you can still support us on Patreon (laughs) and listen to our normal podcast feed.
1: (laughs) And put a podcast will always be free because we believe in free podcasts and we thank you for listening. Yeah. We are very appreciative we of that. Are. Of everyone who listens.
0: It means a lot to us.
1: Mm-hmm. Did I get everything?
0: Yeah. All for one and all for love. It's
1: all for, no, one <laughs> for all. Did I get, no, all for one. I can't even it's, do it. I think
0: it's one for all and all for love
1: four one oh and all for love
0: <laughs> it's okay if you don't remember we don't have to clear the music right <laughs> it's the pressure of singing on, on cue is just got yeah. serious <laughs> it's a 1993 billboard top 100 single
1: <laughs>
0: say goodnight night amy
1: good night amy